What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another edition of Zone Coverage on T2Q. My name is Q, and this is my podcast. And on tonight's show, we are going to preview the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 kicks off Sunday afternoon. And um, the show legends and I will take a look at the matchup, give our predictions, and... Um, Try to break things down as best as we can. And then we'll have a podcast afterwards where we'll um, discuss the passing of Kobe Bryant. And uh, we'll get into that. A lot has been said over the last uh, 48 hours, but you know we'll give our two cents on um, what the legacy of Kobe Bryant is and, or means to us. So zone coverage about to kick off. Let's get at it. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to prove tonight, and we start the whole circle thing go. Help me, keep the same move, we knock out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got an excuse tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. We don't need no cows. We don't need no cows. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? All right. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and have the show dropped in your inbox each and every time it airs. Let's get to it. To the phone lines I go, to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey. I welcome on Ray. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Q? How you doing tonight? Doing well, man. How are you? All right. All right. To the 850 area code I go, Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the homie Buck. Buck, what'd he do? What up? How's it going, man? Uh, it's going all right. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and get to it. Talk about Super Bowl 54 kicks off Sunday afternoon around, what, 630 Eastern time. And the last I saw, Kansas City was um, a minus one. Um, in this one, the over-under is 54 and a half. And uh, that's, that's the setup we have. We have the Chiefs who have won 14 games this year, 14 and 4. You include the playoffs. 49ers are 15 and 3. This is Andy Reid's second Super Bowl. He's 0-1-1. Kyle Shanahan makes his first appearance following in his dad's footsteps, who won two with the Denver Broncos back in the 90s. This is going to be at the Hard Rock Stadium in um, Miami, Florida. And the last time these teams met, Kansas City won 38 to 27 
That was back in September of 2018. So it uh, doesn't sound like that's long ago, but when you consider the roster turnover and everything that's happened in the last two seasons, you know, that is kind of long ago, I guess, in, in sports terms. But uh, Kansas City has won three out of the last five meetings dating back to 2002. So let's start with with this first. Um, and, Ray, I'll start with you, man. This, is, this game is going to be offense versus defense. Now, we all know that defense wins championships, but we had situations where the uh, greatest show on turf, the Rams, did their thing. Um, but wouldn't you say that this game does lean, lean towards the 49ers because of their defense? Um, it, it could go either way. I mean, it, it's going to basically come down, can he get to the quarterback and can he not get to the quarterback? I mean, um, we we probably seen the best quarterback that we've uh, seen, if not ever, in a long time. I know it's, it's premature to put that tag on him, but when you look at how the offense is set up and you look at uh, Pat Mahomes and his ability not only to throw the ball but to escape the pocket. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we won't. I won't get into predictions, but it's just um, it's going to be a hard thing to do. And although the defense is great, I like Richard Sherman, but it's, he he's not the fastest guy, so it's going to be hard for him to slow down. Uh, Calvary Hill. So, if that happens, he's going to be able to get the ball out of here quick. But they can jam at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that, and, you know, he got to hold the ball a little bit. That goes well for uh, San Francisco. So, I mean, yeah, 49ers have explosive defense. They got all the first-round guys across the front. They got Sherman in the secondary. I mean, they are a well-oiled machine back there and up front on defense. But, I mean, these guys, if they play up to their ability, they're going to be very hard to stop. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going, what's going to happen. Because I originally thought that San Francisco was going to be favored. But when the line opened, I think it opened at like one and a half or something like that. I mean – so, usually, what Vegas is thinking, that's what you really need to pay attention to. But when it's a one-point favorite, one-and-a-half point or something like that, it can go either way. But I think it's it's going to be tough to slow those guys down. Yeah, I think so as well. And But, I mean, Kansas City has, has a ton of speed. Okay, those guys just, they run off and leave you. All it takes is a little, you know, crossing pattern, and the next thing you know, you got somebody going 60 yards. Um, the 49ers, as good as they are with the pass rush, if they're not able to get that rush to Mahomes, it could be a long day. It could be. Um, it really depends on, you know, I, I don't think the 49ers are going to have any, any problem getting to Mahomes. Mahomes is going to have to get the ball out faster. Um, 
the speed the speed is definitely on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs on offense. These guys are just hella fast, and they can really get the job done. However, you just don't know, you know what, you know what's going to happen because we've seen what the 49er defense can do, and they can stop anybody, um, even the teams. I mean, there were a lot of teams during the season that gave them fits, and they still pulled out the victory simply because they were getting the job done, you know, late in the game. So, you know, the, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs can outscore anybody. We know that. We know that we without, you know, any issues. But, you know, I don't know how their defense is going to – Kansas City defense is going to stack up. And we really don't know what Jimmy G is going to do under the lights. You know, this is a really, really big stage for him. And if he's able to complement the defense and keep the defense fresh by keeping them on the sideline, 49 can walk away with it. Okay. So, all right, so let, let's, let's factor this into the equation. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs have a defense, too. Now, the Chiefs' defense didn't play necessarily the best all regular season, but they came up pretty pretty big in, in the postseason with some with some plays now and then. Now, their defense is number eight, number eight against the pass. However, they're 26 against the run. And, Ray, we know that's what the 49ers want to do. The 49ers are second running the ball this year. That 26-ranked run defense and that second-ranked run offense of the 49ers, is that really the key matchup that can decide this game? Yes, I mean, definitely. If they don't stop the run, it's over. And, uh, and um, you know, it, it's definitely going to be over. They got a three-headed monster that they must stop, and that's the concern. But... If it were any other team, I would say they they gonna get steamrolled. But the thing is, when you're running, another team is passing, and you run as well as they pass, you can pass faster than somebody can run. So that's where the difference is. I mean, don't let them get behind. Now all that goes out of the window. Now it's on Garoppolo. Not to say you can't do it. It's just that if you throwing and Mahomes throwing, you know, you you and Aaron Rodgers somehow you getting throwing contests and you know he threading that needle, you threading that needle. It's more so, you know, you may have two hundred fifty, two hundred seventy five yards, and you this man may have four fifty in him. So, you know. It's important that they keep the game close and control the tempo with the run. If they're not able to do that throughout the whole game, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard for them like it was Tennessee. Tennessee hung in there for a while. I mean, they jumped up, I believe, with 10 nothing, And, about, oh, here we go again. This is this. But, you know, the problem that the defense, I believe, will run into is you're not just stopping uh, – Derrick Henry, one style, you stop him, you got to stop three guys. And when you got to stop three guys, these styles are different. So that may take some adjustments. 
It's just like, um, you know, with Tennessee, Derrick Henry running the ball. Everybody that's a football fan was expecting him to get the ball, and, and he did. But they should have did. They should have went to Deion Lewis or somebody a little bit more, kind of changed up a little bit. But Kansas City, I'm a little worried about the defense, but the offense, I'm not worried at all. So we'll see what happens. But we all know they coming out to run the football. And Mike Shanahan up there too, you know, he definitely gonna try to try to run the football. So we'll we'll see what happens. And Buck, so I mean, we're talking about what Tennessee did. Tennessee got a lead, but they couldn't hold it against Kansas City. San Francisco may be a little more dangerous with a ten point lead, more so than what Tennessee was. Um, because their ability to control the clock and the flow of the game. But but can the coin toss really be significant in this game? Because if Kansas City wins the toss and they get the lead, I mean, they can kind of have a little more control, more so if the 49ers get the toss um, and take control first. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very crucial whoever gets the ball first because that way you can impose your will, so to speak, on the opposing team. Um, Kansas City, you know, if they win the toss and march down the field and score a touchdown quick, you know, maybe, you know, put a little pressure on that defense um, of the San Francisco 49ers. You know, let's say, I mean, they're going to, you know, I really think, you know, it could go either way. Um but if Kansas City starts out fast, you know, sometimes teams and it could go it could be both teams, where both teams are just a little bit um you know, a little bit jittery, um, where it's gonna be sloppy the first couple of series and then they kind of settle down because of all the glitz, glamour, you know, all the intros and all that kind of stuff. But in the event that, you know, these teams are, you know, pretty well locked in. And, you know, Kansas City marches down the field, scores. That may put a lot of pressure on the defense for them to perform on the opposite side. Same could be said for San Francisco. They were able to, you know, Guadalupe get out there and march down the field and get the guys in the end zone touchdown. You know, in Kansas City, during the playoffs, historically, has started off slow. It could put a lot of pressure on them. So, it really, these teams are fairly equally matched except for the 49ers having a better defense. So, you know, we'll see. All right, so let's look at the numbers here. Um, let's see, the home and away records don't really matter because they're not playing at, at home, um, either team. Uh, the 49ers scored 29.9 points a game this year, which was second. The Kansas City Chiefs scored 28.2, which was fifth. Points allowed is actually favoring the Chiefs. A lot of people give the 49ers credit for having a better defense. The Chiefs allow 19.3 points a game. The 49ers allow 19.4. So they're seventh and eighth in the league. Also, the takeaway difference. Kansas City is plus eight in takeaways, which was seventh in the league. San Francisco was plus four, which was tenth. So, Ray, looking at those numbers right there, statistically, Kansas City had a better scoring defense, and they're twice as good 
uh, takeaways. Is their defense really underrated because they don't make the big splash plays like maybe the 49ers do? I mean, with, with Chris Jones and Frank Clark up, up front, Frank Clark came out and played solid Tennessee game because, you know, he said, you know, Derrick Henry didn't run that hard. And then the first, I was like, man, you ain't playing that kind of ball to be talking shit like that. But, you know, he stepped up. He hit him a couple times. I saw him. So, you know, maybe they can rise to the occasion. I mean, they have guys, Honey Badger, all these guys that, that can play. They just have not always done it. Now, 19.3 is is very good. But then, you know, when you look at who San Francisco played, you know, they probably had a hard time holding the score down against those guys, you know, going to overtime with folks and stuff like that. So, you know, the numbers might be skewed a little bit. But do they have the capabilities? They have some good guys across the front. The guy, the African guy, I can't think what his name is. He's a good player, too. But, um, yeah, they they can they can show up, and you know I really think Chris Jones and them gonna show up because they playing for contracts. So you know not just wanting to win, but you know this is a game here. You going home regardless. You might as well go home with the trophy. You gotta play hard and leave everything you got out there because who knows if you gonna be back. And you know they just have to 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 put it all together. I think they have the athletes to do it, but you know, with San Francisco, they gonna get the fanfare because they had the first round guys. They had Nick Bosa, and you know, and he's um, you know, very good player, but he came in with a lot of fanfare. You know, we we we'll see, but those are interesting stats. So. They can definitely hang in there with them if that's how they've been playing. So, you know, I hope they defense step up because they shouldn't put it all on the offense. Everybody should bring the A game. You didn't have two weeks to prepare, and you should be well-rested, and you should be focused. So we'll see what happens. All right. So, Buck, I'm looking at some of these other numbers. You know, Kansas City averages 281 passing yards a game, the 49ers 237. Kansas City averages 98 yards rushing, but the 49ers average 144, which was second in the league. Um, so the 49ers actually have a, statistically have a better offense than Kansas City. So, I mean, we're seeing a difference here. Everyone always talks about the 49ers defense and the Kansas City offense, but the 49ers offense is statistically better than the Kansas City defense and scoring. And Kansas City scoring defense is better than the 49ers. So it's kind of funny how this works. But I think the, the true difference in, the, in this is the 49ers are first against the pass. 169 yards a game, which, which is ridiculous. Uh, Kansas City is eighth, so they're still top ten. But but looking at these numbers, man, it's hard to tell, you know, who to go with. This game is as as evenly matched as I've seen in quite some time. I mean, we know that turnovers are always going to be a factor. We know that penalties going to always be a factor. 
But speaking of penalties, at the rate things are looking right now in this game being close, how concerned are you about the officiating in this game? Oh, I'm very concerned. Um, because the, the officials are the X factor. Um, you know, we, we've seen and re, we've seen over the course of the last three years how bad the officiating has been. It's been porous. Um, they, they have made bad calls after bad calls after bad calls. So the teams, and I'm quite sure both coaches, are stressing to them that they cannot make critical errors. Um, don't let the referee dictate how the game is, you know, how the game changes. Um, Kansas City could have the momentum. Um, if um, pass interference could be called or, you know, or not called. And, you know, that could be the momentum changer. You don't want the referees to dictate how the, how the outcome of the game. Now, I know you're going to say, well, the referees don't play. Well, they do, they do you know, play, play a pivotal role in making these calls correctly. Um, hopefully they'll get the best one, which I don't know which one of the crews it is. I mean, I've seen every single crew this year make, make ridiculous calls. I'm just hoping that during the offseason that they can do something to straighten that out to where it won't be any issues. Um, but it's really going to be left up to the teams, it's going to be left up to the coaching staff to make sure whatever game plan that they have implemented, that they ex- execute it, they execute it well, um, get, get the other team, the opposing team behind the change. And at that point, you know, impose your will on the team and make sure that they, you know, they're not capable of coming back and also making sure that the referees don't, you know, make a crucial call that could change the outcome of the game. Okay. Now, um, veteran Bill Vinovich is the referee for this game. Uh, the last Super Bowl he worked was uh, Super Bowl 49 between the Patriots and the Seahawks in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, there are two officials, the replay official <laughs> and the down judge. No, I'm sorry, the replay, replay official and the umpire. Um, this is going to be their first Super Bowl. So I'm already concerned that this is the first Super Bowl for the replay official, Mike Chase. I don't really know what his reputation is, though, what games he did in the regular seasons um, or anything like that. But uh, let's see. The uh, Let's see. Um, I was trying to see if there was anything else to say about these refs. So, I mean, Bill Vinovich is, you know, he's been around for a while. Uh, I can't say that I am as familiar with his style as I would be with maybe some of the other referees, um, or Jerome Boger, Boger or someone like that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see just exactly how big of a, a role they may play. And, Ray, do you have any concern um, about the officiating in this game? No, I don't have no concern about it. I mean, they got replay, they got um challenges and everything else. I don't. I think the officiating is some of the best in the world. Uh, it's best that you can get. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but at the same time, if they look at it on replay and all these things, they can just about get it right. 
You know, I don't think it's going to be like what we saw with with the Rams and New Orleans in the championship game. It's more so something that you will never see. You know, and I think that um the biggest game of the year and on a big stage, I don't think they will make a big, bad call that, you know, depends on who you're going for a lot of times is how you want to see the call. You know, pass interference on a wide receiver. You're going for Kansas City, you're going to see pass interference. You're going for 49ers, you're going to see, you know, you didn't, didn't see pass interference. So it's going to be one of those kind of things. But I think with the refereeing, it is, to me, it's not as bad as, as it's, it's spoke about a lot of times. Because as much money these guys put into the sport, they get the best that they can get. When they get the best refs that they can get, that's one of the best results that you can get. Once they slow it down, replay and go in the booth and stuff like that, the majority of the time they get it right. Okay. And um, I'm hoping that the officiating is, is not a factor. Um, now, one thing that will be a factor is what style of game will they call? Uh, will they allow these guys to be physical? Will they let guys get away with some of the the, the grabbing on the on the offense the offensive line, grabbing you know the defenders um, and things of that nature? That is going to set the tone. And but if they allow these guys to be physical down the field on the receiver routes and allow the offensive lineman a little leeway, who do you think that favors? Well, if they let the defense um, and let these guys get a little bit physical, um, I think, you know, really, really favors the defenses because I think we've seen in years past where they don't do a whole lot of calling offensive, you know, offensive pass interference or defensive pass interference for that matter. Um, they pretty much let these guys play almost all our Pro Bowl style. Um, but I mean, they'll make a call when it's when they, you know, when it's you know at Regis, so to speak. But um, you know, it's it, it just I'm real concerned. Hopefully, they'll call a very even game and they don't favor one team over the other. Um, we don't have the Patriots in there, so hopefully we won't see that. Um, but um, we'll see. I mean, I, right now, I just I think the 49ers defensively has a little bit of the advantage, even though Kansas City has um, the firepower to kind of put those guys away. But um, it, it just, you know, the X factor, their defense. How quick will Bosa get out there to, you know, Mahomes? Will Mahomes be able to navigate and, and maybe no look pass or whatever he might need to do to get around the ass defense um, to make play downfield? Uh, will he make play on his legs? Um, we remember last in the Tennessee game, he only did it twice, and they, you know, those RPOs were not an option. Uh, Andy always, you know, he always changes game plan on the fly. Probably one of the best at it um, when things are not working. So, you know, there's a lot of different variables what could happen. So it just really depends on. It's really going to come down. I think since they are very closely evenly matched, it's really going to come down to the coaching and who does the better coaching job in, in this chess match because it's really, really close. 
Okay. And uh, I don't know. I think if the game is is physical, um, it'll definitely help the the Forty Nine er defenders slow those speedy receivers down and they get away from a little grabbing and pushing. Uh, so I mean, I think that's something to watch at the beginning of the game to see just how exact how exactly uh, the referees allow them to play because if they call touch files on some of these um, DBs, then it could be um, a long day for the 49ers defense, but uh, this game is going to be the sixth Super Bowl to take place at um, Hard Rock Stadium, well, at, in Miami, I should say. Um, it seemed like every time there's a Super Bowl in Miami, they have a different name on the stadium. It was Sun Life Stadium in 2010. It was Dolphin Stadium in 2007. Uh, I know y'all remember Pro Player Stadium. That was back in 99, and then, of course, everybody remembers Joe Robbie Stadium back in the, the prior to the mid-90s. Um, but this is the 11th time a Super Bowl has been played in South Florida, and New Orleans has hosted 10 Super Bowls. As far as I'm concerned, they can rotate between New Orleans and Miami every year. I don't really you, – you all have a preference for the Super Bowl where it's played? Is there one city you like better than another? Long season, I don't mind. What you think, Buck? To me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I don't think it really matters, but I would like to see them go. I mean, New Orleans and Miami are two good cities. Um, but I, you know what? I really like to see kind of bring the NFL, you know, throughout all the teams. Kind of like what they did back in the late nineties, where they started, you know, having, you know, preseason games in cities that don't have NFL teams. Um, like you know, the Titans, whatever, Oilers, or whatever they were back then, think they were just switching over to Tennessee Oilers or whatever they were calling themselves back in the, back in the day um, when they were switching from Houston to Tennessee. But like we had it in Jackson uh, when they had preseason games there. Maybe they should just do a Super Bowl and some of the capital areas, and, you know, throughout, you know, as long as the weather's good, you know, maybe have it in um, San Antonio, for example. Or, you know, if there's a stadium comparable to being able to hold a Super Bowl. Maybe, um, and then I'm saying only non football teams, non football teams, not like that. Maybe Charlotte. Or maybe, you know, somewhere, maybe it can be in Tempe, Arizona. You know, somewhere, somewhere other than where they have NFL games. Just to kind of give, you know, kind of give some of these other cities. A little taste in the NFL, and maybe make it showcase what they have to offer in those cities. I'd like to see that if that's something that they could put on. I ain't gonna lie; I don't think we're too far from seeing a Super Bowl in London. I think that's gonna happen. Uh, that's what they're setting up for—a Super Bowl in London sometime. And I bet you, in the next five, five to ten years, we'll see that. And um, all right, so Andy Reid is gonna be the twenty-fourth coach in NFL history to appear in more than one Super Bowl. You know, he appeared back in Super Bowl 39 um, when he lost to the Patriots 24-21 as, a, as an Eagle. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, was an offensive coordinator for the um, Denver Broncos back when they won their titles in 97-98. And so, Ray, let's talk about the coaches. Shanahan, this is his first time there as a head coach, but he's been there as a coordinator, and his dad 
probably gives him tons of information that he needs as far as what to expect going to a Super Bowl. And Andy Reid has been there before as well, even though he wasn't successful. Who do you favor when it comes to coaching in a big game like this? Well, this is a tough one, but I have to do it based on experience. I mean, Andy Reid's come up short sometimes, but you should have came up bigger. But Cal Shanahan, don't forget, he blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So, you know, his track record is sketchy, too. So, they can sit where he was the head coach and all this kind of stuff, but he was their offensive coordinator. And for them not to run the football and choose to keep throwing is a mistake. So, you know, I'm going to have to take Andy Reid on the coaching side because I just think he has more experience. He got Pat Mahomes and they don't. Buck, who do you who do you favor? Well, I think it's Andy Reid, you know, Philadelphia, the Super Bowl, um, and they did not win, but at least he's been there. Um, he's had some ups and downs in the playoffs as well, but I think Andy Reid has, you know, I'm I'm not sure about Kyle Shanahan just yet. I mean, yes, they have put together a nice squad mainly players that have been kicked off other teams, um, but they have performed. I mean, I think they found a franchise quarterback even though he got injured. Uh, he looks to be usually that, that year two after that injury, he's a whole lot better. This is just year one. Um, he's been kind of more like a game manager, and they've been kind of relying on the defense and the running game to get the job done. But I just think that Kansas City had an edge since it's been there, done that, they have an explosive offense. Their defense is a bend-don't-break defense. But I think Andy Reid, again, he just knows how to coach on the fly. And I think this year he's probably done it better than any, any time in the history, even me, dating back to his Philadelphia days. I mean, he's really done an outstanding job. I really think the Ed Rollins is going to see in that department. Okay. All right. Now, the 49ers have played, done a great job of playing games down the stretch. Um, they won a lot of close games. Kansas City has never lost a game by more than seven points with Mahomes as a starter. So think about that. They've been, every game he's been a starter, they've been in every game. They've never lost by more than seven points. So that's, that's, that's pretty um, interesting right there. Um, now I, I guess we'll go ahead and just try to make our, our predictions of the game and, uh, what we think is going to happen. And Ray, I'll start with you first, man. How do you think the game's going to go? Um, you know, how you see it unfolding and who do you think is going to win and, and, and give us a score? Well, I, I expect for it to be competitive. But um, I I expect each team to come out and do what they do, try to play defense, try to run the ball on San Francisco side. And I expect Kansas City to come out throwing. I mean, 
Only weakness really is is running back throw guys. So they're going to come out throwing. I mean, they got a tight end that's going to be hard to stop. San Francisco do too. But um, those wide receivers and all that speed, Sherman is a heck of a corner. Always like Sherman, but Sherman's not fast. If he's not fast, somebody probably going to beat him deep. Uh, just like he was chasing till the last game. You know, it, it's, it's going to be one of those type of deals, I believe. But we'll we'll see what happens. But it's, it's, it's a close game, but I'm going to pick um, Kansas City. Kansas City, 48. San Francisco, 40. Wow, that's a lot of points. You definitely taking that over. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, I see him going over quite a lot. All right. And but what say you, sir? How's this game going to go? Who you got? Man, this is gonna be a competitive game. I mean, this is probably gonna be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen going all the way back to Arizona Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. So, um, But I really think as much as I'd like to go with Kansas City, I think the 49ers pulled this one out, um, mainly because of defense. Now, I would like to see Kansas City win it because I really think Andy Reid deserves to win the ring. I think he's got the team to do it. But I just think the 49ers defense is going to be the X factor in this game. Um, I don't think that it's going to be as high scoring as Ray said, though. I think it's going to be close, though. Um, I'm going to say 49ers pull it out by three points, 38 to 30, 38 to 35. I think that's what it will come down to a last-second field goal on the final drive of the game. Um, and I, I just think that uh, Kansas City is going to come just a little short so I'm taking the 49ers, 38-35 over to Kansas City. Okay. But I wouldn't be mad if Kansas City won. I really think Kansas City needs to win. For Andy Reid, they'll solidify him as a coach. Um, but I just think that the 49ers have just got a little bit more defense. Not necessarily offense, but defense. All right. And something we haven't talked about um, in special teams, but mission mentions a field goal, you got two – Great kickers, um, and Harrison Bucker um, for the 49ers and Robbie Gold for the uh, – excuse me, Harrison Bucker for the Chiefs and Robbie Gold for the 49ers. Yeah, that's and, uh And even with, with, with punting, Dustin Colquitt averaged, what, uh, 44.3 yards a punt this season. And – uh, and um, Mitch Wisnowski um, averaged 44.9, so they're fairly even there. Uh, Robbie Gold has had a, had a better year as far as kicking. Uh, well, I'm sorry. No, um, uh, Buckner had a better year as far as kicking. Robbie Gold was 74%. Buckner was 89%. So, you know, special teams could play a role in this. And, of course, we mentioned turnovers and penalties as well. Um, I'm hoping the game is close. I want it to be entertaining. 
And as much as I believe in defenses, I think the, that the Chiefs defense is good enough to help them get over in this game. And I got the, the Chiefs 41, 49ers 31. Um, I think that the Chiefs are going to start fast, unlike in the first two postseason games they played in, and get a lead. And they're going to force the 49ers to play catch-up, which the 49ers, I think, are capable of putting up some points through the air. But I just don't think they're as comfortable doing it as uh, the Chiefs are because the Chiefs can not only do it, they can do it consistently. And if they get those guys, that defense tired, and um, if they're getting that ball out, the ball out of Mahomes' hand and the defensive line can't be effective, then it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them. So uh, we'll go from there. Then as far as the MVP, I think if the Chiefs win, there's no doubt that Pat Mahomes is going to be the MVP you know, barring somebody doing something out of their minds. Um, but, Buck, who do you have for the MVP? You have the 49ers winning. Uh, I'm going to have the 49ers winning. Yeah, I, I have the 49ers winning, but it's not going to be Jimmy G. It's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. I think mm. he'll be the X factor in in this game. I think he, he he's going to have a huge game, um, probably about, about eight or nine catches and probably somewhere around 197 yards receiving. So that's kind of what I'm looking for as far as an MVP. It'll be somebody different in the quarterback if it's the 49ers. Now, of course, in Kansas City, it's Patrick Mahomes. And, Ray, who do you like for MVP? Uh, Pat Mahomes. You know, I think, you know, if Tennessee wins, I mean, in order for a wide receiver to get it, they got to have about three touchdowns, and and they got to do some tricks, and somebody else got to throw them to a mother than a quarterback. So, you know, it, it kind of, you know, unless somebody on defense does something really spectacular several times, but, I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, you've seen – um couple of defensive guys get it in recent years, so you know, anything is possible, but I go with my homes. Okay. And uh, as far as the referees go, I found a stat that said that uh, Kansas City is 10-6 and six when Bill Vinovich is the referee. The 49ers are 6-6. Six and six. So you can take that for what it's worth. I don't know over what period of time, but, you know, you can take that for what it's worth, I guess. But, so, all right, fellas. So, you know, we got this game kicking off on Sunday. Um, where are you all going to watch it? Like, you know, Ray, where are you watching the game? What's what's your Super Bowl tradition? At the crib. I don't like a lot of people walking around and, you know, like a lot of people do Super Bowl parties and all that, and, you know, chicks walking out in front of the TV and stuff, and I don't like all that. You know, people trying to go for a beer run in between the game, and this, that, no, man, we watching the game, we sticking to the topic, and that's what's going on. Now, yeah, I can see it best in the living room. You know, who knows? And five. Had millions of dollars, I probably still watch that crib. 
because I can see it best. I can hear everything at the grill. You know, I have been other places, but I think it's better if you be able to see it at the house. So there's no distractions. There's no people on nothing about football. they just there because it's a, it's a big event. I can do it better at the crib. All right. And, Buck, what about you, man? Buck? Sorry about that. It's still stuck on me. Um, for me, probably stay at home, watch the game also, even though I do like going out to watch games. Um I favor that more so than watching game at home, but this is the Super Bowl and you don't want to get the distractions that you normally get when you go out to a bar or go to a friend's house or something like that. Um just because people you know, you you do have a few that show up just because it is the Super Bowl because they don't ever do anything else. Um and also Super Bowl night's kinda of like New Year's Eve almost. Um, you get a lot of people that just don't drink a lot and do whatever. They come out on those nights, and I don't want to get tangled up in all that mess, you know. So I'd rather stay at home, quiet confines, and get up, you know, I can get loud around bunches watching the game at the house versus now if it was the Steelers playing or something like that, I'd probably get my Steelers contingent and we'd hang out if it was the Steelers. But a game like this, I'd probably stay at home, just, you know, Chill and watch the game. Quiet confines. Okay. And uh, I'm definitely gonna watch it at home. I used, to, I usually watch it here or at my dad's house. But uh, I know a couple seasons ago, um, I think it was during the Denver, the um, New England Atlanta game. Some people came over to my dad's house. You know, some relatives came over to my dad's house while we were watching the game, and they kept up too much noise for me. You know, just talking and not knowing when to talk and all that other stuff. And um, it wasn't yeah, a pleasant that's experience. What I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it wasn't a pleasant experience. So I started back watching it here at my house, and I just invite my father over because I ain't going to invite nobody else <laughs> over. Um, I have a partner of mine that went to one the year Atlanta went to the Super Bowl, and he went to a, a Super Bowl party. And he said he walked in the living room and they had a DJ. And he's like, well, what's the DJ here for? And man, they had a DJ that was playing music like during the commercials, but then when the when the, when the game came back on, when the game came back on, somebody had to stop him from playing the music. And it was just women walking around everywhere dancing and all. He said it was so many distractions, even though he said it got quiet after um, Atlanta gave that lead up. But uh, he said it was the worst Super Bowl experience he's ever, he's ever been to. And I, I, that's why I don't do Super Bowl parties. I'm kind of like, right. I, I, I'll watch it with people who know how to watch it. Like, if you all were in town, I'd say, hey, come to the crib, watch the game. Because I know y'all know how to watch football. But I, I just can't watch football with anybody. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. And I mean, yeah. my, my deal is I don't care if J-Lo, Beyonce, and Alicia Keys there. I want to watch the football game first. Yeah. You know? and then, I feel you on that. You know. 
you know, that that's the kind of stuff you get these people here, you know, folks showing up with all these high heels and legs and stuff out here. We watching football, we going to a strip club. You know, it's just too much of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. So uh yeah, you get the wrong guys, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely want to enjoy the game and now I'll be honest with you, I'm kinda of like that with all my football games. I don't like a lot of noise. Every blue moon you'll catch me at a Buffalo Wild Wings on a Thursday night or something like that for a game I don't care about. But if it's something that I care about, it's it's hard to watch it around a bunch of people. It is hard. So but, all right, fellas, so we'll go ahead and get ready to wrap up this portion of the show. And for those of you out there, um, hope you enjoy your Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully nothing crazy happens during the National Anthem. Um, halftime show goes off about a hitch, and hopefully the commercials are funny. Because um, sometimes they hit or, hit or miss on some of these commercials. And everyone can enjoy a good game and give us something to talk about next week as we wrap up the 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 100th season of the NFL. We also will find out who's going to the Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, so, you know, that'll be something to discuss if we want to get into that. But uh, go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter. And everyone, enjoy your weekend. And stay tuned and catch this podcast where – We talk about uh, the legacy of Kobe Bryant.